Back to Nerd with a Phone podcast, where it's always time to get notified. Special episode. Uh, finally finished uh, season three of Glow. Dreadful Rock John's back again. Yep. All right, and we're just going to talk about that, plus a little bit of unpacking to uh, tell the story of Fall Festival Part Two in a little more clarity. All that is on its way next here on Anchor.fm. Forward slash WWN. All right. We're into the actual episode here. Um, so, we're talking about Glow, which uh, was based on an 80s promotion, The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Um, I, I know we've discussed this on the show before, but it's, God, it's been probably... Like ninety episodes ago, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's very loosely based on the old promotion. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It actually, but says- I like how they've gone uh, in their own direction. Yeah, I like how they've done that. Yeah, it's- and for me, this season was actually one of the better ones because, well. Actual character development? Yeah. Well, then that's something you don't really get to see in regular wrestling if you're a regular wrestling fan, unless you follow the dirt sheets and watch every episode of everything on WWE Network. You know? You don't really get to see them being themselves behind the scenes. Yeah. Because, I mean, um, uh, I've seen interviews with, like, Jerry the King Lawler, where it's like um, he finds it hard. Like at this point, he's been Jerry the King Lawler for so long that he's always on, you know, like all the time. You know, so. And it's not like that time I met Tommy Dreamer. Oh. At a house show. I got to meet Tommy Dreamer and Jeff Hardy. (laughs) <laughs> meet and greet, got the signs and everything, and Dreamer was so down to earth. I mean, he couldn't even barely stand up to shake anyone's hands. He was in such pain yeah. from being on the road, on the road, and he actually sat back and looked at it and goes, man, I'm sorry, I'm just white. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm here, I'm doing all this, but I am white. Ah, I will have to look this up. <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up, but I believe and, Tommy Dreamer is the son of an electrician. And that right there is what made me respect him more than I already did. Right. Okay, so this is going to be... Whereas Jeff Hardy was Jeff Hardy. He was on, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, let's see. Uh, season 3 of Glow on Netflix. If you haven't checked out um, Glow... Um, I'm going to give a piece of advice I usually highly recommend. Um, if, if you, for some reason, don't have Netflix and you're on the fence about having it, they offer a 30-day risk-free trial. Cancel before the 30 days is up. It's good. Yep. You know? So, 
season three, oh man, just so much to talk about and unpack that I don't know where to actually start. But uh, yeah, character development, like John said, um, if you were there from season one, if you like the evolution of these people, uh, and it's weird because the more things change, the more they stay the same too. too when you look at the, the director guy, yeah, has really gone through a major change in this season. Yeah, because the first two seasons, he's kind of uh, your typical asshole director. Uh, Only caring about himself and blah, blah. And this season, he goes from that to an actual caring father figure for his actual daughter. Yeah. And that journey was just satisfying to me. <clears throat> Absolutely. Especially that one real-life moment where he's sitting there with his daughter during the trying to get her script done. Yeah, try, try, they're trying to sell it on a freaking mild heart attack <laughs> because of everything. <clears throat> yeah, hit them all at once, and yeah, right. Like you said, or like I said, um, it's nice to know that I can diagnose that just by looking. <laughs> before they even said it in the show, I'm like, "Yep, yeah, you just had a mild heart attack." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was one of those. Like, I honestly thought it might have been a panic attack, but the longer it went on, there, there. If the, if there is a gripe, it's with the directing choice. But I get it's a show about wrestling, so they have to be like super obvious. All right, but like, I don't know. Like they they told it in the most classic possible framing as far as film camera work goes you know yeah. like everything you know everything's muted in the background and this that and the other thing and i will say this um having been uh, with my father who uh it, it wasn't it, it was a stroke but it was a stroke in the heart not like in the brain or whatever it was a clot yeah you know what I'm saying? And that makes things a little bit different. But that absolutely was coherent throughout the whole thing. And I found dude's performance very believable. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I wondered if the, like the onset paramedics came over and checked on him after the scene. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was a very, very believable performance. Yeah. On his part, I mean, kudos. <laughs> Emmy, Emmy people, if you, for some reason, are getting your entertainment news from Nerd with a po Phone podcast, um, the dude that plays the director in uh, Glow, if he doesn't get an Emmy nomination, y'all don't know what you're talking about. Right. At least a nomination, but, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just that one scene. It's not quite a death scene, but, I mean, for television, come on, man. That's got to be up there on performances this year. It has to be. That in one of the final episodes, man, I really want to watch the entirety of that uh, A Christmas Carol they put on. 
Oh, yeah. That I should... wanted the entire episode to be nothing but that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... That was some of the greatest anything I've ever seen. Okay, Netflix producers, when you make the inevitable Blu-ray release of this, please tell me, please tell me there's an entire cut of just the Christmas Carol in the ring. I mean, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> please include that. Uh, and I know it's a TV show and everything, blah, blah, but that uh, wrestling match that they had in the ring. Oh, yeah. With the Ghost of Christmas Future and uh, Zola as uh, Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> Oh, man. I kind of wonder how they filmed that to get the perfect shot of that freaking moonsault. Oh, well, you know, that one is actually fairly easy. Um, Like, seriously, all they had to do to get that shot was uh, contact whoever whoever currently makes the WWE games. (laughs) Because... uh, that shot's in um, well, 18. I mean, you do know that behind the scenes, all the wrestling stuff is actually being coached by Carlito and Brodus Clay. Yeah. They weren't just cameos on the show. They're actually behind the scenes trainers. Well, right, right, right. But as far as the shot goes, I'd say, because the, the only other place I've seen that angle, and I'd seen it before, and once I saw it and thought about it, I'm like, ah, it, it's the WWE games, the current crop, you know, 15 to present. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> but it was unique in an actual ring perspective. And that was a beautiful Sean Waltman-style moonsault. <laughs> Yeah. Wrestling fans know who that is. Yeah. Uh, for, AKA one, two, three kid. Um, for the rest of the world, it's uh, the shortest. X-Pac. Mem- yeah. The sh- yeah. Yeah. Well, the shortest member of DX is what I was going to say. Yeah. And, well, b- before they, before Hornswoggle. Um <sighs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So we're going to try this again because I, I, I listened back to the audio of the, in the previous episode. All right. And I'm just going to put, you know, hand you the microphone, basically just put it in your lap. And like, we need to set up again what happened at Fall Fest yesterday. Just tell the story again. Oh, with me. Yeah. Being approached? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, okay, like I said earlier, last time, I have a bad back, scoliosis, you know, chronic pain, and I knew I was going to be doing a lot of walking, and instead of going out and buying a walking stick or a cane, no, I grabbed my McFarlane Toys replica Lucille baseball bat from The Walking Dead and used it as a walking stick. (laughs) Which a lot of the people really 
enjoyed. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, hey, man, that's awesome, blah, blah, you know. I know the Negan. I'm like, yeah. And anyway, we sit down to eat, and a couple of officers walk up to me, and the first words out of one of their mouth was, who do you think you are, Negan? Yeah. Pointing at the bat, and they're like, we just had to come over and make sure it's, you know, not real. Yeah. And you're not here for a malicious intent. I'm like, nah, man, it's fake. Here, go ahead. Handed him the thing. He's like, oh, it's like a wiffle ball bat. I'm like, yeah. And even the, uh, the barbed wire parts are like soft spongy. Yeah, the problem is if you if you all I would are, literally have to really swing for the fences on someone to, in order to hurt them with this thing. The thing is, this <laughs> McFarland Toys replica is shiny and it's dark. It it's looks all, just like the real thing. It looks just like the real thing. It's dark. There's lights everywhere, and and with him having a bad back with scoliosis, me wearing my trench coat. And hunched over. Yeah. <laughs> I could see why people were concerned. <laughs> but once those two officers found out it was fake and, you know, I was just using it as a walking stick, I never had another instance. Mm -hmm. Not one other officer stopped me. And we passed up a lot of them. Yep. Probably because they got on their little mics. Yep. And talk to each other and say, oh, this guy's been walking around with this. It's cool. We yeah. already checked him out. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we were walking around down there trying to record an episode of this podcast um, with no indication of who we were or what we were doing. So. <laughs> yeah. Not recommended. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm sure there's like at least a hundred others mm -hmm. out there doing the exact same thing we were. Yeah. Because, well, like you said, third largest street festival in the world. Yeah. People come from all over to come here for this event. I'm pretty sure we weren't the only podcasters down there. Right, but the thing I'm trying to say is um, they have staging areas, you know what I'm saying? And what the and if you try to set up down there and everything like that, what they're going to do is they're going to put you next to, if you try to go through official channels, they're going to put you next to a newscast, one of the radio stations out there blaring music that I don't own copyright to. I mean, you know, it's just easier to pull out the phone. Which is why the sound quality was what it was. Right. <laughs> but I had to do it. And besides, it's your namesake. Mm -hmm. Nerd with the phone, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I belch in the machine. You get... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to isolate that burp and use it later. <laughs> I don't mean to be disgusting at all. <laughs> Just I'm in pain. <laughs> Actually, Grapple Rock, seriously, I'm going to isolate that burp, and when I come across a gluttonous story online, that's how y'all are going to know when I'm talking about people spending too much money on stupid crap. It's going to be Dr Grapple Rock John's burp. 
Mass gluttony in five, four, three, two, burp. Yeah. You know. <laughs> in that instance, you ought to let me down a beer real fast and put one of those burps out. <laughs> oh, well, okay, we might do that instead then. Oh, my God. I can hear the neighbors now. Half hour of us trying to get the perfect burp recorded. <laughs> oh, my God. There's an episode in its own self. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Uh, well, okay, that's 15 minutes. Okay, Siri, play Nerd with a Phone Podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Nerd with a Phone Podcast. Hey, Cortana, play Nerd with a Phone Podcast. Echo, play Nerd with a Phone Podcast. It's just that easy, folks. More Nerd with a Phone Podcast on its way to you next here on anchor.fm forward slash WWN. Alrighty, folks, thank you for tuning in today uh, as part of Spectacular October. And uh, this next bit of information is more in line with November to Remember, since it's to do with the upcoming uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Um, this comes to us from epicstream.com. Dennis Lawson to reprise his role as Wedge Antilles in Rise of Skywalker. I mean, Dreadful Rock's still here. Yep. What do you think? Good idea? Bad idea? Indifferent? I think it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Considering the other two movies previous to this one, I was really disappointed with their not having Wedge. Ah. anywhere at all even mentioned and instead it's that Poe guy right who's supposed to be like the greatest X-Wing fight you know pilot of all and you're like nope that was always Wedge well here's the thing of Rogue Squadron to and- you it must have been a throwaway line but I'm pretty sure General Leia it's a line from General Leia that's supposed to establish it that Poe was trained. It was, it was basically it was Wedge's best student. So, like, ah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, I if they're bringing him back just to actually kill him, though, we've already seen it. And it was better with Solo. <laughs> I'm just saying. That, that, that's, yeah. my, that's my opinion. But, you know, <laughs> had more impact with Solo, so they're just going to if they're bringing him back to kill off somebody important for that heartstring moment, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I'd almost rather them go back and actually make Rogue Squadron <laughs> into a movie. Yeah. Well, that might be a thing. That, that, that's just a rumor right now. Several uh, sources have reported that. That that's a possibility. Although it could be a Disney Plus exclusive series instead. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> we'll have to wait and see. All right. That one they did, I'm still interested in seeing. Which is? But I have to get Disney Plus to watch it. Which uh, is? The Mandalorian. Okay. I've not heard of this. It's a Star Wars spinoff show. Hmm. And, you know, uh, Django and Boba Fett? Oh, yeah. Their race. The Mandalorians. Okay. And it, it's another one of them. And the show is centered around that character. Nice. Who's simply known as the Mandalorian. Okay. And he's wearing armor very similar to Django and Boba's. Nice. Okay. It's like another... He's another bounty hunter type deal. And it's basically his story. Okay. Alright. So I don't know if it's going to go back and show Django being awesome or if it's another character entirely. I don't know too much more about it. Well, at some point, you would think... But it's supposed to be a little on the darker side like um, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, you would think at some point as a storyteller if you're telling the story and I get it. I get it. Don't yell at me, Star Wars fans. I know the prequels covered this to an extent. But with Boba Fett, you know, with the fan base being there and everything, you kind of need to tell the story of Boba before Django. Like, you kind of need to. That's the thing that us old-timers were mad at at the prequels to begin with. That was going to be the next side story after Solo. Mm-hmm. But I heard rumors that it got scrapped. We'll have to see. Hell, just make it a video game. I'll play it and get my answers that way. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're I used to have a video game that was called Bounty Hunter. Mm-hmm. And you actually got to play as Django. Yep. Being a bounty hunter, yeah, and it was it was on the uh, sixty four. Yeah, no, 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 not sixty four. GameCube. Mm. It was GameCube. All right, and it was an amazing game. Nice. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and sign off. We have I don't know. We're almost at six minutes here, but one more time. Big shouts out and thank yous to um, Angola. And Mozambique, Africa. Number one, Apple Podcasts. My brain still can't handle this fact. Right? (laughs) All right. That's just amazing. Yeah. I am Nerd with a Phone One on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me there if you feel like seeing some more fun, nerdy things. He's Dreadful Rock 574. If I ever get it back, look me up on Xbox Live. Yep. That's where that came from. It's my Xbox Live name. I just had to get Xbox Live back. <laughs> <laughs> and a way to get it on my system since I don't have a router anymore. Well, technically speaking, you can log on to Xbox.com and interact there if anybody wanted to send you a message through yeah. Xbox Live. <laughs> technically speaking, just because you don't currently have an Xbox... 
doesn't mean you can't interact on Xbox Live. You just got to go to the website. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Anyway, <laughs> hope we had fun tonight, folks. We certainly did. Good night.